this is Ray and wonderful star Lauren. Hi! How is everyone on this glorious day? <laughs> Ooh, I love that. That's glorious. The sun is shining. The birds are. No, the birds aren't so hot. Birds. Not that early. Because they're on the birds. Yo, I really woke up to dogs barking, not birds barking, but it was so good because I love dogs. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's pleasant, you know, that's all that matters. And they're so cute. <laughs> Better than people. <laughs> I'll just leave then. <laughs> well, here we're here to talk about today. We're talking about how, when you're in college, roommate situations. Especially because, um, even though I'm an only child, I can't speak for anyone who's grown up with siblings all of a sudden sharing a room in that sense. But I feel that even then, it's still a different dynamic because you'll most likely room with someone you've never met before, mm -hmm. and you don't know what their schedule's like, you don't know how their personality may mesh with yours, because when you move in, that's really the first time you'll see them, mm -hmm. I mean, unless you've made arrangements for a friend, but even then, as well as you may know a good friend, you may not know quite how they live their everyday-to-day -day life, so it's just a new experience. That and sometimes, like, they advise people in college not to room with their friends because that's when <laughs> that's when you, you discover things about them that perhaps you didn't know prior to living with them, and you have to you have to ask yourself whether there are certain maybe characteristics or habits they might have that will um, that might affect you or your well being. So, that's something to consider, but at the same time, even when you move in with someone you're not friends with. And you're, especially if you're just renting them at times, then it can be a little intimidating or unnerving because you don't really know what to expect, and it takes time to acclimate to the whole thing. Very yeah. true, yeah. And even though I have roomed with people in the past in high school, and I would go to events in DC and things like that, and I would have a roommate and we'd mesh because I knew that we were both there for a common goal mm -hmm. and things like that. But when you're in college and you're rooming with someone you don't really know, you also don't know what their major is, so you also may not think that there's anything they have in common to talk about, mm -hmm. and things like that. So, it can, as Lauren said, definitely be intimidating, especially if you happen to be like me, and being an only child, so you're also just in general not used to every day living with someone in the same room. You know, depending on your housing situation, so it could be like Lauren here, where she has a single room, but she has three other suite mates. Mm -hmm. But in my situation, uh, I live directly with someone, and I also have two other rooms in my dorm, but in the same situation. So there's six of us. So yeah, it can it can just be really funny sometimes, in the sense of figuring out each other's schedules and how you can accommodate for living with someone else's different lifestyle, mm -hmm. in all honesty. Yeah, and to add on to what, what you just said, and I think this is something that everyone should know going into college in any roommate situation, and I also mentioned this on our last podcast too, it's okay if you're not if you're not friends with your roommates, or, and even if you don't hang out with them at all, because that's not a prerequisite, and I, I think some people think that it is, and just because mm -hmm. the two of you live together, you should form a friendship and you should hang out together. And if that happens, that's great, because you never know. But if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. So if, if that if it doesn't end up happening that you become friends or you don't click, 
I think what you should do then is just find your niche outside of your company, which is what I did. So I'll give you this example. Um, the summer going into freshman year, I knew that I was living in a suite with, I, I would have a, a roommate who we had shared a room, and I had two suite mates on the other side, and then the four of us shared a bathroom. So we talked a little bit over the summer, you know, we text and everything, and I was kind of hoping that since we were all going to be living together, that it would be great if we all bonded and became friends. And we all respected one another, and they were all really nice too, and I like them, I still do. But when I saw that we weren't really going to click or become friends with one another, I accepted it, and that's why I found my own friends. Yeah, that's a really good point. I do think, especially because you gain a sense of independence and things like that, you just automatically assume that the people you're in the most proximity with, such as living with someone, you're just automatically going to be friends with them. And it's not necessarily the case. I mean, my freshman year, that was definitely the case for me. And it was really nice because we had a lot of things in common, even though we did have different majors. So that's also something to think about from what I said earlier about me wondering, you know, oh, hey, they have a different major than me, but I bond with them, you know, when it came to a roommate that I have with you. And then I would try to search for other things you may have in common and stuff like that. So that can also be the case. But it's not going to be like an automatic thing that happens, so to speak. It's just kind of an everyday life. You know, you may have a sibling, let's say you're the middle child and you have an older, younger sibling. You may get along with your older sibling better than your younger sibling just simply because you have more things in common. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad thing. It's just kind of how it ends up being. So it's definitely okay to make you know, more and more friends outside of just who you live with. And if you do bond really well with your roommate or roommates, depending on your situation, mm -hmm. then that's obviously a blessing. But it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong if you don't. Exactly, and it's not something that people should post on either because I, um, and it's not to expose anyone, but I remember like recently, I there was someone I knew who felt ostracized because she didn't really bond with her roommate and she claimed she felt like a dirty deal. And so I tried to explain to her that it's not imperative that she is friends with everyone and not with everyone, that, and if she sees that they're not really bonding well, as, or as well as she wants to, then perhaps she should just find her, her own group of friends that's outside of her roommate. Because I don't think you should be solely dependent on your roommate as, as your friend or you know your, your main niche or inner circle. Yeah, that is true, especially because potentially every semester you could move to a different housing location. Even if, because here, at least our college at High Point, <laughs> Uh, every semester you're offered different housing or you could just stay where you are and not worry about it but every year you just kind of tend to change housing mm -hmm. just simply because well let's say you're a freshman and you definitely need the housing well then your sophomore year obviously you have to find somewhere else situations like that so like lauren just said you shouldn't be solely dependent on your friends and your roommates but it Obviously, it's nice to have them as friends and to get along with them and make that connection in that sense, you know. If you're not real close friends with them, obviously, you can still get along, you know, respect each other, try to do that sort of thing and be cordial, but it doesn't always mean you have to hang out with them all the time. Exactly. 
And so that, and that's what I think people need to understand is that as long as you and your roommates are respectful towards one another, you have a mutual understanding of what's acceptable and what's not, and are able to coexist peacefully, then that's really all you need. And then you just go, you just go about your lives, you know, you live your lives and you live yours, but yet you can, you can still come together and be cordial with one another, then that's great. Exactly. And so now that we've preached our purpose, <laughs> preached it. No, I cannot talk. <laughs> what am I trying to say? I'm gonna miss you. Preface this conversation. Yeah, it's okay. I'm nervous too. This is like a very sensitive topic for me too, especially what's happening in this house. I mean, I'm not necessarily personally nervous, <laughs> even though I completely get why you are, just mm -hmm. because we have so much to talk about in this episode. Yeah. But. I just wanted to start off this podcast with just, in general, kind of our advice from our experience mm -hmm. on dealing with different personalities. But now, at this point forward, we're going to go into specific examples. And just for everyone's sake of who we've been with and that kind of thing, we're not going to be naming any names or say any of our examples with any jurisdiction or anything like that. That's just not who we are. No, right. It's mostly just if you come across a similar situation or just how to deal with it and that kind of thing. Right. And my objective is not by any means to vilify anyone who I've lived with in the past because mm -hmm. that's, that's just very prideful. That's not how I want. Yeah. I just think I'm at the point now where I suppress a lot of feelings I've had for the past year or so. And I'm, I want to express that and articulate how I felt and hopefully just um, just use my experience to to help others as well who might be um, enduring the same thing I did. Because, yeah, there were, there were, like, I did have a lot of positive memories, but on the other hand, there were a lot of hurtful things that happened too that really affected me negatively, and I think that's important to talk about now. Yeah, exactly. And one of the reasons that we even wanted to do this episode is because not only just the general want of helping you lovely listeners here, but also because we feel like no matter what your living situation is with your family before you came to college, there's only so much prepping that can be done in the sense of just the parents are living with a complete stranger mm -hmm. when you get to college. And so that's why we wanted to bring this onto our show. <laughs> so I'll have Lauren start out with her examples. Who's <laughs> <laughs> with that look? <laughs> if you don't start, okay. Only if you want to. I can go okay. first if you want me to. That's okay. I can start. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first, I want to start by saying that this year I do have the similar setup, or basically the same setup that I did last year. I live in a four-person suite with three roommates. Um, I'll say their names because I love them so much. Okay, so my roommates this year are Xavia, Arne, and Sydney. Hello, ladies, love you. <laughs> in case they were, in case they were listening to this. But yeah, so um, let's see. How did we meet? Okay, so Arne and I have been friends since last semester, actually, because we had a class together, and that's how we met. So now we live together, and we share a bathroom. And I met Sydney at a... So I'm, I'm, I'm vice president of Black Cultural Awareness Club, also called BCA here at High Point. And last semester, I met Sydney at one of our events after we found out we were living together. And I liked her right off the bat. I really did. Oh. Love her personality. She's so sweet. And I'm actually, my parents and I met Xavier 
almost three years ago at freshman orientation, and they liked her like, like instantly, and so did I. So yeah, we all live together, and everyone has their own like individual schedules, but we, we do communicate with one another, and we're very cordial. I think everyone likes, likes one another, and I, I know I do. So as of right now, I can say that they're some of the best roommates I've ever had, and I just feel so blessed to be living with three amazing, beautiful people who just always make my day every time I see them. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. You're such a sweetheart. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> just like the way you describe living with her, I can just tell that you just have so much love for them. Mm -hmm. And it's just so sweet to hear you talk about it. Yeah, and, I, I, that's, and that's what you want to, because I feel like you, you want to live with those people who just, you know, bring a lot of joy to your life. And that's just how I feel with you. And I feel so at peace in here, and I just feel so comfortable. And, like, I can be myself free of judgment. And I don't, I don't judge anyone, certainly not. So, yeah, like, all is well. <laughs> that's so sweet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh.
date, you know, or for all my girlfriends. Like, your boyfriend better treat you right or else, you know? <laughs> but it was just such a wonderful experience and we had so many laughs and inside jokes and it was just a great time, honestly. And I wish in a lot of ways that I have had that situation since then, but I've also learned a lot of things and I'm grateful that I had the way I did. That's great, and I remember, like, I, whenever I would visit your room, it seemed like you and your roommate always got along so well, and I just, I admired that so much. <laughs> and I just remember, so, <laughs> the freshman dorm that I had, and the women's complex here at High Point, <laughs> there are kind of bunk bed situations, but it wasn't a little bunk bed, but just the bed itself was raised to be the height of one, mm -hmm. and... I would have pillows and blankets underneath it, and I called it my hobbit hole. Remember that? I remember that. Because <laughs> like everyone could have fit under there. Actually. Yeah, even Nick did. I know. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He's one of our huge, like, in the sense of height. Yeah. Don't worry. And he's like <laughs> guy friend. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a giant teddy bear too. Mm -hmm. he, he was just so sweet, and he's, and he's like a gentle giant. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because I did not think he was gonna fit in there, especially because he had a dresser under there. Mm -hmm and just a slot big enough for someone to crawl under. But because of how big his stature is and everything, I was laughing so hard with the fact he could fit under there. I know, like ironically, yes. <laughs> oh man, I think at one point I had, like, Janati did not care, and obviously I passed this by her, but <laughs> I had like eight people over at one point, <laughs> and we were just all in the hobbit hole and on my bed, it was so funny. <laughs> She was really sweet, and I think Lauren met her too. I did. And 
thought it was going to be a great experience because we clicked pretty easily and, you know, we're taking pictures and all that. And then there was just times where it was just really unfortunate. And a couple months later, when uh, at one point, not to her own fault, it was her friend's fault, that she had lost her keys. And, I mean, it is a pain in the butt to have to pay $100 to get another one. I mean, I wouldn't blame anyone who kind of hesitates to do that. Mm-hmm. And kind of be embarrassed and go, oh gosh, I gotta tell my parents, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, what had bothered me a little bit about that was that she told me she was going to get one, but then never did. And I just kind of felt a little disrespectful in a lot of ways because I had to go out of my way to make sure we had both our immediate door was left open and that kind of thing. And also the one to our dorm before getting to our immediate room, we had to have to use a door stopper and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, it's also, even though everyone here also just kind of minds their own business and that sort of thing when it comes to our dorm, it potentially could have been a security hazard, especially if someone you know, were to get drunk and just stumble their way into a room, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> I mean, looking back at it now, it's funny that she did this, but obviously in the moment, I was annoyed. <laughs> but she had taped our immediate door to where the lock and hinge mechanism wouldn't quite work. So she was just kind of uh, bust through the door, mm-hmm. and it would make such an abrupt noise that every time my nerves just shot up, I'm like, oh god, mm-hmm. yeah, I was startled every time she did that, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> because when she would come late at night to do that, it honestly would wake me up because I'm a light sleeper, but when she would do it during the day and I'm just working on something, I'm just jumping, you know, mm-hmm. and then she just walks in like nothing happened, and. I mean, that was pretty much the main thing she did, but I feel like when you live with a situation like that every day, it just really starts to get on your nerves, especially when you notice that you know, that's the only solution they've come up with instead of getting another key and that kind of thing. And I don't know, it just kind of bothered me how um, things people <laughs> keep burning. <laughs> that things. <laughs> that things. I guess I just don't do well with lemonade. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that just things didn't change for you know, her to have a more permanent solution. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being her permanent solution. But, I mean, overall, she's a nice person. I still talk with her. But sometimes it's just little things like that. I mean, it just seems really simple. But when you're living with a situation like that, it can just become very annoying in terms of pet peeves. And then, it is, in all honesty, from my experience, it's very easy to just completely divide a person over that. Mm-hmm. But I kept reminding myself, you know, it's just, it's just an annoying action that she's just done. Like, I'm not going to completely hate her over that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, annoyed, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just not the kind of person to completely hate the entirety of who we are over something like that. I just never have been, because I just don't see the point in it. But it's just, you know, things like that just happen. And it can be something like that, too. Maybe not that exact scenario, because I wouldn't imagine that being the case. But sometimes just a little thing can just annoy you. And you don't quite really know how to tell someone, especially if you live such different schedules, you hardly see them at the point. So 
just find a way to text them if you have their number or leave like a sticky note, be like, hey, can we talk at some point or whatnot. If it's something that really, really bothers you. And just bring it up and I'm sure they'll understand. And if they don't, then you can just be part of it. That's all you can do sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, oh boy, this is, I have to admit, talking about my sophomore year Virginia experience was kind of difficult, and it just seemed like there, there was a lot that happened, and it's because it was so recent, it's just, it makes me anxious sometimes, but I, I feel like this, I do want to get a lot of things done. So, I'll start by saying that last year itself was a very difficult year for me, mainly because of a lot going on in my personal life, dating back to last summer when I lost one of my cousins who I was very close with, and what was really hurtful was that I had to find out through Facebook that she had died, and when I first came across the post, I was just like, what? You know, I didn't cry at first because I was just trying to process it. I was in shock, and then, you know, once it registered, I was just... I was just devastated, and it had a very, very detrimental effect on me emotionally for months afterwards. And sometimes, although I feel like I've moved past it for the most part, I still miss her, obviously, because there are times that I want to call her, but I know I can't. But I just, I know I miss her to peace now, but that did have a heavy effect on me, and I did dwell on that a lot first semester of last year. And... Last year, I listed a graduate student for the first three or four weeks of school, and we had completely opposite personalities. Um, but we were still cordial with each other for most for the most part, and we did have a lot of friendly conversations at times. But the way things ended, it was it was pretty unfortunate because what happened was um, what happened? Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> it's, like, it, it, it's been so long, so I I had to like um I was trying to recollect what exactly happened, but I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened was like it was it was like on a Friday. I remember that our um, our dean came by the room to check up on me to ask if I was okay, and I told him I was fine. And he informed me that someone had to report him that I was stressed out and upset, which I was. I don't remember why, but I was. So that night I called my mom to um, tell her about that, and also to ask how my mom was doing because she just had foot surgery. So I just wanted to ask if she was all right and how her surgery went. And while she was fine, but while I was talking to her, I just I just said, I can't, um, I was really scared because the research had reported that I was stressed out or upset because I mean, who would I have told? And she suggested that perhaps it was my roommate and she referred to her by name. And as she said that, my roommate had just walked through the door. And so, oh, right. yeah, <laughs> my mom, and she wasn't saying anything negative about her, but my mom was just, my mom just suggested that maybe it was my roommate because the reporting that I was upset and stressed out because I did confide in her a few days before that I was stressed out about something. Mm-hmm. And my mom thought because she was the closest person to me since we lived together, it might have been her. So the next morning, I asked my roommate um, something and she, I, I asked her for something and she said, I'm kind of in a bad mood. You and your mom talk about me while I'm in the room. And that's the second time it's happened. And so I was like, what? My mom and I don't talk about you. So I told her, I said, no, no, no. Last night, my, I just told my mom that our RD came by to check on me because someone took a reporting that I was stressed out and I didn't know who it was. So my mom was, when you heard my mom say your name, she was suggesting that maybe you had took the reporting. She wasn't mad about, about it and she wasn't accusing you or, of anything. 
but that's too defiled of me to you. I can't be with you. And she said, well, that's the second time. And I was thinking, what are you, I'm just thinking, what is she talking about? We've never talked about her divorce. And I, I said, my mom doesn't talk about these, neither do I. She's asked how you're doing before, and if we're getting along, and I said, yes, but she's never said anything about you. And she's certainly never said any, anything derogatory about you, ever. Neither of my parents have. And then she goes, oh, I don't care. And then she just runs out of the room, and I was like, okay. So I discussed that with my parents while she left. And I decided that will be best that I move out. So I did. I was able to um, move into a four-person suite in Kathy, which is uh, one of the ones on campus where we go to school. So yeah, I lived in Kathy uh, last year from September ish till the end of the year. And oh my gosh, it was a, it was a juicy breakfast. Day. <laughs> I had lived multiple different roommates. Like last year, it was living in this building. So I will say that. I did have a lot of positive memories last year, um, but on the other hand, there were a lot of other hurtful things that happened, even with the roommates I lived in in Kathy. And I'm, all, I'm the kind of person who um, will own up to something if I do something wrong, because I don't like hurting other people. That's just not who I am. And if I hurt somebody, or if I say or do anything that offends them, and they talk to me about it, I will apologize in a heartbeat, for sure. But there were instances where I felt that I was not being heard or my feelings were not being taken seriously. And I was, although I was trying to keep my peace and articulate how I felt and just keep work, I didn't feel that certain people were as receptive to it. And that was just part of it. So another part was one of the roommates I had in Kathy first semester of last year. She seemed nice when I first met her. I mean, we didn't have much interaction because I wasn't as close to her as I was with the other two. But I know that, like, for the most part, she would only come to me when she was having problems with the other two girls who lived with, and she would vent to me and complain about them, saying that, and I actually mentioned her earlier when she, because she was the one who had told me that she felt ostracized, and she felt like a dirty deal whenever she hung out with the other two, because they were, they were really good friends, and she was saying that she thought they didn't like her, or that they were rude to her, and she felt she didn't she didn't understand why because she wouldn't understand nice to them. So I told her I said, well, you don't have to be um, friends with anyone. You don't have to socialize with them. It's it's not excuse me. It's not essential that you're best friends with your roommates. As long as you're respectful towards one another, then you know that's all you need. And I I, I know I sound like a, a broken record saying that, but that is <laughs> that is really what I believe, and that is how I feel. So that's what I was trying to tell her. But it wasn't like it wasn't much of an issue at first, but like towards the end, as the semester progressed, I noticed that she would come and tell me one thing about them behind their back, but then she would go and hang out with them as if everything was just fine and like they were besties. So at that point, I I got really confused, and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. She, on the one hand, she's saying that they don't like her and that she has all these issues issues with them. Well, first of all, why is she telling me about this? Shouldn't she be addressing this with them? And second of all, if she feels this way about them, then why does she continue to hang out with them if if she feels the way she does? That's so weird. Yeah, it was. And it got to the point where I I started having anxiety a bunch a lot of anxiety and panic attacks too, to the point where I felt uncomfortable being in the room because I was just so scared of like what could happen if I said something about it because I wasn't sure if the other two would believe me or if they think that I was just trying to fabricate stories to cause drama, which I wasn't. I was just so confused and, frankly, just terrified, honestly. 
so that's I talked to my parents about that over winter break because and they told me that she's just using you as her sort of a clown. She's not a genuine person. And I'm not throwing any shade for him because he's amazing. He's not. Because when when I reflect back on it now, I know what character tensions were and I just, I don't have any respect for people like that. People who will just come to me just to vent about someone else, like using me as a shoulder to cry on. And, you know, they're also quite frankly they're just stupid to say one thing about someone to their face, but behind their back and then act nice to them to their face. Like that's that's wrong. You know, and the fact that she would accuse them of doing that to her, which they which they never did. Um, well, she, that doesn't make her any better because she's doing the same thing. Yeah, it's really sad that um, that there are people that do think like that. Mm -hmm. And what's even more sad is how it's clear that it's such an established habit that when they go out through the rest of their lives, unless something drastic happens to them, mm -hmm. they'll probably continue to have that mindset and just continue to treat people that way. And I honestly feel sorry for those kind of people that yeah. they think that they can just continue to do that and not have any repercussions because at some point whether it's immediate or not it is going to happen whether something will quote unquote blow up in their face mm -hmm. and they'll maybe finally see how they truly are affecting other people yeah and you you sometimes like do you do you wonder if they know that they're hurting other people by doing that I feel like it depends on the person and their mental state in the sense of what they're thinking as they're doing it. Mm -hmm. But from what, what you've just described, I feel that she's just so used to living that way that she may know that it's wrong, but she may not know quite how to break that habit because it seems. I mean, I could be wrong, especially from my mother, but it just seems she's so ingrained that living a hell that. Yeah, and I think possibly she was just maybe acting out of her own insecurities, which, uh, you know, that's, that's typically what it is. But, I mean, I just don't, I didn't really think that she should be overly concerned about whether people like or dislike her, because she was always telling me that, like, the other two or someone that didn't like her. And when I was talking to my parents about that over winter break, my dad, he, <laughs> he kind of like rolled his eyes. He said, even if she, even if the other ones, even if the other girls don't like her, so what? Because my dad has always taught me, and both my parents have told me this ever since I was a child, but especially my dad. He's always said that you should not go through life worrying about whether people like or dislike you. Because not everyone's going to like you. And my mom has also said, she, she told me this recently too. No matter what we do or don't do, there will always be some people who don't like us, but that's okay. Because as long as you like yourself, and she tells me, you're fine just the way you are, then that's all that matters. So I always remember that, too. And there are plenty of people who don't like me. And that's, and you know what? I respect that. Because that's, that's what yeah, I had met him. You don't want to, but. <laughs> wait, wait, we need to have another podcast on this. You probably don't. But no, no, for people like, for, even for people who dislike me or even, even hate me, you know what? That's their prerogative. I don't have an issue with it because there's no law that says they have to like me. There's not, you know, and they, they're entitled to feel the way they do. And, but I think if, if I know that someone does not like me, then I'm just not going to associate with them if I can help it. 
it is a situation where I have to be around them, then obviously I will, I'll respect them and I'll be cordial. Because that's life. You know, you're going to have to interact with people you don't like or be eye to eye with. But as long as you're respectful towards one another and you do what you need to and then go about your lives, then that's all that matters. Yeah. But there's no law that says you have to, you know, hang out with anyone today because you don't. It's funny because what you had just said about, you know, not necessarily liking everyone, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the sense that you're going to have people that just don't quite get along with your personality, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. It reminded me about how Jesus even said about Christians in the community, how they're just, they're not going to get along with mm-hmm. And I mean, it really is okay, because God just created every single one of us across this planet, past, present, and even in the future, to have such wonderful, unique personalities that just encapsulate them perfectly for how he's made them, that of course there's just such a variety that not all of them are going to match. I mean, it's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. So it really is okay to not get along with everybody because then it also means that you're trying to adjust who you are just to suit someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you're designed to do. You're just designed to live your life out to the best of who you know you've created been created to be. Whether you do believe in God or not, you're just staying true to yourself and realize that people are going to appreciate you just the way you are. Even if you may be surrounded in situations where you may not feel like that in the moment, they're definitely out there. And I've definitely felt that way about more and more with you. Really? Yeah. Aww. Of course. <laughs>
chose Northern. And I feel like we can really get to Mimi's in that she has the choice to communicate with them in an effective way and to lay out ground rules and things like that. And she just completely loves them no matter who they are, mm -hmm. in all honesty. Because this is also a time in your life when you're in college where you meet even more unique people than you may have even met in high school. And just the diversity of thought as well that you're being introduced to that may seem intimidating, especially if you lived in a bubble or like me, have been homeschooled, so you're just usually used to hearing a few points of view, but not a huge variety, like when you get into college. So mm -hmm. it's also just fun to learn from other people, just in general, and especially when it comes to living with someone that's different than you. It can be a little odd sometimes in the sense of you having to mesh with a different lifestyle, but it's cool in the way that you can just be open to seeing how someone else goes about their life that you may have not thought of before. Mm -hmm. And before we end this podcast, I'm just going to say one more story. And I'll, I'll say one more after, after <laughs> you do too, because I want people to hear this. But do you go first? Oh yeah, no, of course. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm like, I meant to say you can go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just not in it today, clearly. Okay. <laughs> but this is for my current roommate and we got along really well in the beginning and it's funny because it's <laughs> now that I think about it kind of seems to follow the same timeline as sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Um but I still think to this day that she's really sweet. But we just have such vastly different schedules and especially because my classes most of my activities just kind of tend to end earlier than hers because she's in Greek life and I'm not. So she can be up for very late in the evening, depending on whatever's going on within that group. <laughs> um, she just tends to come home later and stuff. And I mean, that in itself doesn't bother me, you know. But it's just when people are invited over with like friends, that kind of thing, that's just when I kind of like, hey, you know. I let you know when I invite people over. It's just kind of a common courtesy thing. But, you know, when you're dealing with situations like that, it's just, you know at a certain point that they're just used to living that way. And they're most likely, I mean, obviously, I don't know her whole life story or anything like that, but um, I think she may have told me that before or not. But anyways, she might be used to living in her own room, like I am. So, She's probably just used to having people over all the time and just not being afraid. But I just tend to go to bed earlier when I can, especially during the weekdays. Mm -hmm. And I have this joke with my friends, and Lauren, you know this, yeah. that I'm the grandma of the group. Because he's done it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just things like that, that after a while of it being this hour pattern, it can kind of bother you that, you know, people just come over without you knowing and things for hours and stuff. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. <laughs> as you're trying to sleep. But, I mean, just talking about it and keeping an open dialogue and just saying how it affects your life and how you go about your day, they're most likely going to understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, you very rarely run into someone that you may live with where they won't understand. Mm 
never should be afraid to voice something like that either. If it seems like really small or like such a trivial pet peeve to even bring up, just it's best to say it because no one can read your mind. Right. I mean, you know, we make jokes in society all the time about how, well, because I should read my mind, duh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it just didn't work like that in real life, and we know it. <laughs> we sure do. So just always having that communication, open dialogue, is just the best thing to do, mm-hmm. in all honesty. Because the worst thing that happens is that it gets resolved. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at least, if nothing does change, at least you know that you've done your best, and they have no excuse only in the sense that you've at least told them. Mm-hmm. So nothing bad can happen. Exactly. Well, you, you hope nothing bad can happen. <laughs> Sometimes you just, you just never know what kind of person you're dealing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just mean in the sense that bringing it up, there's nothing that can go wrong in the sense that you at least know that you've said all that you're supposed to. Yeah, and sometimes you've done your part, and that's what the ball is just in your court. Yeah, everyone has a choice, and that's probably like the one thing in movies I hate, absolutely. And every time there's like, I could just have a choice. I'm like, bruh, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, now you have your story. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for sharing yours too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. of course. So for what I want to leave y'all with, and this is where discernment comes in, and discernment means the ability to recognize and adequately judge a person or situation. Because I always tell people, like, listen to your gut feeling, and I feel like I've really had to use a gift of discernment all throughout my life, well, more so in recent years. But I remember that all throughout last year, I would always sometimes feel, well, not always, but... Many times I would feel like uncomfortable walking, even just walking into my room. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, because on the surface, I never had any reason to suspect that anything was wrong. Like, everyone seemed to think I didn't along so well, and I didn't have any, like, visible evidence that there was any type of restriction. But, like, deep down inside, I always detected that something was off. Like, I could sense dysfunction, fakeness, animosity, and I didn't know where it was coming or, or who it was coming from, why I felt this way, or who it was, whom it was directed at. Yeah. But whenever I felt this way, I would try to dismiss it, and I'd tell myself, no, no, nothing's wrong, everything's fine, you know, all your roommates love each other, you're all getting along, like, there's there's no hatred or anything, no animosity, everything, all, all is well. But yeah, even, like, I'm not sure if I told you this, but maybe I did, but... I don't know, but yeah, if, if I have one, tell me now. Okay. Yeah, and all of you too. Like, even when I would convince myself that everything was okay, I still could never shake this feeling that something was off. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah, and like, I didn't know why I felt this way, but something was wrong. I didn't have any proof of it, but something was wrong. I just, just I know this feeling too well. Well, I'm starting to think of tingling. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's where, that's what discernment is all about, because it's a gift from God. And whenever you have these feelings, it's basically God speaking to you and telling you not to talk to the situation. So I always had my guard up, and like what happened was my mind was analytically was looking for answers because I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. So it wasn't until like towards I guess the end of this end of the semester, end of second semester last year, when I began to see the true colors and intentions of certain people I lived with. Um, specifically one because. I 
know, I remembered how she would only come to me for the most part whenever she wanted my help with her homework, and I always, I love helping her with things because I just like to help people. That's just, <laughs> that's just how I, how I am. Mm -hmm. I like to make people feel good about themselves and to make them an influence, and, but I noticed that that was the only time she'd ever come to me, and whenever she, like, whenever we talked, it was always, like, about her, so... I, I remember I once questioned if she was going to exploit me, but then I said, nah, she's super nice, and you, you would know if, if she was. But um, when I was in quarantine, I remember her texting me one night, um, and I didn't know why, but it wasn't to ask how I was doing or if I was alright or if I needed anything, or how my friend who had COVID was doing. By the way, I did, I did not have COVID. Um, one of my friends, unfortunately, tested positive for it a few days after Easter, so some of my other friends might have been quarantined because of contact tracing. Yeah, it's mostly just the quarantine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we do what we're required to do by law, and, you know, I don't regret that. But it was a very difficult time for me mentally. Like, I was having breakdowns almost every day. It was, it was just so stressful. I was worried if my other friends had COVID or if I had it, you know, and I was thinking, oh my god, the worst case scenario, if, if we catch it, do we end up becoming seriously ill or do we possibly even die? And I was just so scared and I was very miserable because I just missed being here with all of all my friends, having getting to go to class and everything and resume my normal life. And I was even questioning whether I wanted to win a last away because everything else that had happened for the past year was just weighing on my mind. And I thought this was just so pointless. Like this year has been complete trash for me. I just don't even know why I'm here anymore. Yeah, and I hated it too that kind of thing happened to you because I knew I couldn't prove it to you or anything. Mm -hmm. Just because of the fact that you were quarantined even though you didn't have it. So I was also really sad like two weeks too. And honestly, I wasn't going through nearly as much as you were. And it made me sad once I did hear about the fact that you were. So. But I appreciate you because I remember you, you like kept in touch with me a lot like when I was in quarantine. And I appreciate that. And you see everyone, this is how you know you have true <laughs> friends. Because you, you, there's a quote I know that says, you find out who your true friends are when the chips are down. Hard times will always reveal true friends. And my beautiful ray of sunshine is a true friend. Aww. <laughs> you, can see, you can see why I love her so much. Aww. And there's a reason you're a star. Aww. You also shine just as bright. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, back to what, what I was saying, though, about when she texted me. Yeah, she texted me to ask if I could help her write an assignment for uh, one of her classes once I was out of quarantine. And when she said that, I was extremely angry and I was hurt by it, too. Because I'm just thinking, are you kidding me? Like, you don't even care how I'm doing. Like, I, I could be like, in the hospital with a bad case of COVID or even possibly dead, and all you're concerned about is yourself. So I did talk to her about that once I got back after a certain point, because she asked me again if I could help her. But I, I, I talked to her and I told her how I felt, and she did, she did apologize and say she should have checked up on me while I was in quarantine. But I don't keep in touch with her anymore because... Um, I know other people have had similar experiences with her, and it's not to it's not to vilify her in any way, because I just had to realize that you know she wasn't genuinely concerned about me as a person, um, but rather you know as hard as it was to accept, she was rude to me, and I'm I'm not going to be rude to other people. So um, and I'll leave you with this. I'll also like want to add this like Bible scripture too, because the Bible even says. You will know people by their fruit, which is by the way they act. So if people are demonstrating the fruit of, you know, just 
only coming to you just to exploit you or use you. You know, like only coming to you when they want a protection from you. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, they don't really care to interact with you. Then you need to accept that for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hard. It, it was really hard last year because I never had any ill intentions towards any of my roommates ever. I used to pray for them all the time, actually. Yeah, I remember yeah. you. I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that's also, I feel that just in general, being a Christian is really hard when you can just see people choosing to live a certain way that you know isn't honorable to them. And if they ever take anything out on you, it's really hard to pray for someone like that in the sense of like, Okay, why are they just choosing to affect me, whether they're intending to or not, you know, in that way. But then you just realize that sometimes probably it's because they really don't know any better. And they just have a certain mindset of how to conduct their life so much to the point where it's just hard for them to quote unquote get out of it. Mm -hmm. And I mean the best thing to do honestly, I was just in Gerald's second team is to pray for them because God only truly knows what they're going through, just like he only truly knows what you're going through as well. Obviously, unless you're divulged to a friend, but still, God only truly knows who you are even more than you know yourself. Yeah, and I will say this, like, there there was one uh, one girl that, girl that I lived with last year who I still pray for to this day. Um, you know, she deserves it. She really does. And I, I still wish her well. You know, I don't think it's going to do any good to just harbor any hatred towards them because I'm, I'm not a hateful person. And she really is a nice person. She really is. And I, I really do wish her, I wish her the best because she, she deserves it. She deserves to be happy. Yes, girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I feel like we should leave it on that note that everyone deserves to be happy. Exactly. No matter who you are, what you believe in, what your personality is, mm -hmm. and just the way you go about your life, no matter how you're feeling, you can always choose to take the steps, even if it's hard. Because I've been learning that in devotion lately, and I've been striving towards this, despite how I always come across being positive, mm -hmm. just kind of mentally, I'm like, okay, I'm going through a rough time, but I still have the option to choose joy, choose contentment, so I leave that with you guys. Yep, and I'll leave all of this to you, and not, not just with roommates, but just in general. Just make sure they can get to know people well before you call them as your friends or decide that you want to share time with them because people are not always who they present themselves to be. And again, as the Bible says, you will know them by their fruit, whether it be good or bad. And at that point, it's up to you. Whether it be an orange or banana. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you all have a blessed weekend and enjoy your Halloween next week. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Please DM us what your costumes are going to be. Absolutely. We would love to find out. And we can tell you guys, too. And send pictures, too. And hit us up for any advice on costumes. We're, you know, we're all yours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shine bright. Always. Love you. <laughs>